Have you ever felt like you fell into a funk while you were sick? Then, even after you physically recovered, you still feel a little blue and are struggling to get back to your typical self? If so, you're not alone. Not only is there an actual term for this, but Carolyn is in the thick of it right now. And so in true Carolyn fashion, she dug into the science behind the post-illness blues. In today's episode, we talk about how those blahs after being sick are a real thing. Let's dive in. So today's episode, as many, but not all, episodes stem from, came as a result of a personal experience that you had recently, Carolyn. And then you reminded me that I, too, had a similar experience in the past. So yeah, want to tell listeners what has been going on? So if you follow me, you probably you may have picked up on that my family had COVID um, from, I think, around like the third week of January, and it slowly went through the house, and it lasted, yeah, I, you know, two, 10 days to two weeks. Yeah, I remember um, when the last family member was diagnosed, you texted me with the news, and then you said, maybe we'll be back to normal by Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so that that was like you were, but but close yeah. to Valentine's yeah. Day. Well, and you know, Griffin, my son, and I had it probably the worst, but I can't even say it was that bad. Nothing like you saw in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. We definitely had the the newer variant, which seems to be milder, but still, it it kind of stuck around for a while, or some of the symptoms. But you know, it's been what a month, over a month. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and I just noticed that, you know, I'm, I'm well, you know, I gave myself some time after getting over it, like, okay, I'm not going to have the stamina like I usually have. I'm not going to, um, I'm going to be a little more tired, a little more fatigued. But now I'm a month or five or six weeks, five weeks out, and I just have this blindness. And it's not necessarily fatigue. Um, although I am more apt to like stay in bed, it's more like this just like cloud of depression blindness. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not usually, you know, I love to get up early and I just, I have no motivation to like get up early, seize the day, do my workout. Like, you know, me normally, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm just struggling to make myself do stuff. No, it's not like heavy depression or anything like that. It's more like really a blondness and it affects your motivation which affects your work and I just I don't like it (laughs) yes you notice that something is different yes and it's nothing like you know overt or clinical that I feel like you know but it's just kind of this cloud is hanging over me yeah and so I went to my doctor because I was still having a cough from COVID and I thought maybe you know maybe I've got bronchitis or something maybe this cough you know that's why I went uh, my lungs were great, which is the good thing. <laughs> but then I was... <laughs> Isn't that the worst feeling when yeah. you're like, I mean, I just feel like something's off. And your doctor's like, everything looks fantastic. And you're like, oh. Yeah. I asked her, I said, have you noticed a depression after COVID or just a, you know, I'm just, I'm not myself. And she said, yes. She said almost all the patients she's seen post-COVID had this. And she actually used the word blondness. This kind of fatigue, slightly depressive blondness. And I 
was like, wow. And I was like, well, I don't like it. And she's like, you know, you've just, you aren't even three months out from COVID. You've just got to give it time. And I, that didn't really satisfy me either, but it intrigued me and enough to share with you. I think we were voxering one day about an episode. And I was like, I'm just not in a good place. And then yeah. I shared my, my appointment with my doctor. Then that led you. Yes. To... Just recalling that, oh, right, about two years ago, it was right before COVID hit um, in the States when it was hitting everywhere else. And I had gotten really, really sick. And I remember I went, I had something similar to you. I just couldn't kick it, but I also just had this like funk. And I had some other stuff going on in life then. Like I was moving from my rental house into the house that I live in now. Um, and, you know, it was the holidays and that sort of thing. So there was a, there were a lot of other, like, stressors. And I thought, oh, I'm like, maybe I just haven't kicked this or maybe it's still lingering or – anyway, and I remember going to the doctor and her kind of saying something similar to what yours said in the sense that she was like, I mean, everything seems good. It just seems like you haven't fully recovered yet. And also, by the way, it's very normal for you to, you know, feel – like go through a depressive episode after having been so sick and she said and especially because we think you had a viral infection at one point they thought it was bacterial they had given me some antibiotics it didn't do anything um even though I took them it didn't kick the illness Mm -hmm. as quick as one might expect so she's like I really do think it was something viral and it's very common um, and, you know, just know, knowing my own medical history, right, of, like, having a history of depression and yeah. having anxiety that she's like, it's, you know, this is not the beginning of the end, you know, <laughs> because that's always the thing for me. Whenever I hit, like, a depressive episode, I'm like, oh, no, this is the beginning of the end. How long is this one going to last? Like, I just have that fear that it's going to sit and sink and be very long lasting and take a while to kick. And she was like, no, no. She's like, this this is going to be a short-lived speed bump. That's it. But this is what it is. Well, but even more recently, we after you got um, right after you got married in the fall. Yes, I think you got sick. And Same you don't get time sick of year. Much. Same time of year. And you, I hadn't heard from you much, which is odd. And I was just my gut was something something isn't good. But you were sick, you know. And so, um, and then that following Monday. You canceled our podcast for that Friday. And you're like, I don't think I'll have a voice by Friday. And I was like, that's a little sudden and a little. I, so I could tell things weren't good. And so we ended up having the podcast that Friday. And we went out for drinks after we recorded. And you were just saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. And we started talking. And you're like, I haven't been like this since that time almost two years ago when I had to take antibiotics. And you're on an antibiotic again, even though they we didn't really know if this is viral or bacterial. And then it just, like, clicked. Yeah. You were like... I know you helped me realize it, but I yeah. think that was one where we were sitting there having drinks and catching up. And I think I looked at you I and I was sh- like, I'm just going to start crying right now. Yeah. Like, it, it was like, I, I, I couldn't control it. It just... I just would want to yeah. cry. Yeah. And then we figured it out. And it's like, things... Like, you were like, your mood was instantly lifted. And yeah. then I told your... And your husband will that I cured you. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I forgot about that. That you cured me, which he was thrilled about because he, of course, had been living in this like he'd been worried this like purgatory for weeks. Like, what is going on with her? Is everything okay? And it was right after Thanksgiving. It was same time of year. Like, 
right after Thanksgiving, I had gotten sick. We'd had family visiting. And then all of a sudden we were just, he, he just, he was like, I, I know it's not me, but I don't, I don't know what to do for her. <laughs> so he was really happy when you came over and you were like, I cured your wife. <laughs> so all that to say, um, you know, you think it's the beginning of the end. I'm more like, this makes me so mad. I'm so frustrated. This is not me. And I don't know how to get back to me. Yeah. Um. So I started looking into it and I never knew that illness, but particularly one's viral infections. Yes. Like the flu are associated with a period of just fatigue and just kind of depressive like symptoms yes. for several weeks or a month. Yes. Afterwards. Yes. I never knew that. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't either. And even, you know, it's always one of those things where you don't want somebody else to feel it, but I feel like you are the only other adult human that I know that has experienced it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, it's not just me. This, you know, but I want you to get through it. But it is one of those things like when, first of all, with COVID going around, I have not heard, where's the news segment on this? Okay, number one. And number right, this should be, let's talk about this. Yeah. And not another booster right now. Yeah. Why are why are there not more articles about yeah. this that are popping up in my Apple News feed, right. et cetera? They should be talking about it more in general. And I also am surprised that doctors, when you get diagnosed with the flu, and whether or not you have a history of depression or not, that they're not saying, okay, just so you know. Right. If you experience this, please call us, but also don't be surprised. It's actually quite typical. Right, because for people like you and me, like we feel better physically, and so we try to jump right back into our normal lives. Yes. And then you can't, and it's not necessarily physical, it's more mental. You can't. Right. And you kind of beat yourself up, like, I'm fine now. I, you know, right. Why am wrong? I still not being as productive? Yeah. So Why can't I focus I agree. on this? Why aren't doctors saying... Or making people aware, you know, even like with a sign of viral sinus infection or any a stomach, bu- anything like right. you could, you may kind of feel blah for the next few days. And that's OK. Yeah. So there's a reason for it. Yes. So the way the immune system fights off infections, whether it's bacterial or viral or, or whatever, is through an inflammatory response. That is what the inflammatory response is there to do. Right. And that's the that's, that's the, the good one. one. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yes. That's the good one. There's the good ones and the not good ones. And yeah. that is the good one because it is um short like it's short-lived. It's an immediate right. short-lived response. The problem occurs when that imme- that short-lived one doesn't sticks around. Right. Like it perpetuates and it becomes this like low grade instead yeah, of that like around. Yeah. spike. Yeah. Yeah. So to fight off infections, the white blood cells, it's so complicated. I looked right into it this summer more when I was finishing my cookbook. But um, basically, the gist of it is cytokines are produced. And these are inflammatory compounds. And it's almost like I like to think of a battle scene um, with the immune system. And these cytokines are fighting off the virus. and, And so you have elevated levels of these inflammatory compounds in your body still when you start to feel better. Because that's why you're feeling better. 
Right. You know? And there's multiple types of inflammatory compounds going back to your battle scene. Like there are multiple different types of soldiers that come out and they all have their different role. Right. Right. And so you're feeling better. Well, these compounds are still elevated in your body. Mm -hmm. And still circulating. Circulating in your body. On top of that, what I discovered in my research is, you know, you're going to have, what is it, friendly fire. Like, you've got these bad things your immune system's fighting off, but then you've got healthy cells, like, sitting around, like, around where all the battle's going that are going to get a little harm, too. Right. So that can produce some inflammation as well. So, basically, you know, your body's doing the right thing, and then inflammatory response will slowly dissipate, but you still got these elevated compounds, and some of them, um, you know, we know that depression's an inflammatory has an inflammatory component to it. Right, exactly. And I think, I did not realize there was such a connection between the flu virus and, you know, feelings of blindness or depression afterwards. But COVID may take this to a whole new level because COVID is so inflammatory in nature. And we know it plays an inflammatory um, role with the brain in particular. Right, right, because that is the that is part of the explanation, right, about the loss of uh, smell and taste. Yeah, is that that is an inflammation in the brain. So not only now do you have this immune response, this healthy immune response that's triggering inflammation to fight off the COVID virus, but the virus itself is inflammatory. Right, and is a n- known to be inflammatory in the brain. In the brain, so now you've. It, it's this is probably an over exaggeration of the science, but it almost feels or sounds like it's like a double inflammation in your brain, and somehow we're all supposed to just carry on and not yeah. be depressed or yeah. have like depressive like symptoms or, well, or anything s- along those lines. I'm still having trouble too, a little bit with attention and mm-hmm. motivation. You e- said that early on too. You were like, yeah. "Gosh, I just I feel foggy." You know, that I tried all the tricks. That was actually my first sign before I knew I had symptoms, before I knew, realized I have some COVID symptoms is I take some ADD medicine during the day and it wasn't doing anything. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I cannot, I spin my wheels all day and get nothing done. Yeah. I remember you saying that to me. So that like, was my I don't first know what is going insight on. that, wow, this, I get the brain fog stuff. I've kind of like... Brain fog doesn't sound like much, but that COVID infection is doing something inflammatory in your brain. So all of this to say, there is an actual term for what we are talking about, this blah, blarg, fog, etc. It is called post-viral depression. Yeah. And that literally breaks, breaks it down, like post, after, viral infection, depression. Yeah. And it, it, good news is it is... Normal, and it usually naturally resolves itself in a matter of days or weeks. And we'll talk about how to know the difference between real depression and this post-viral stuff, or just some signs that you watch for. But, you know, it's there was a 2016 study, and they found that people who had recently had the flu, whatever strain of flu was going around that fall, had a 57% higher risk of developing depression. Yeah, and new onset onset depression. depression. So 
this is not even just that blondness afterwards. This is in with the first six months they did develop clinical depression. So I think it is something to watch. And I think certain individuals may be more apt to it or maybe more apt for it to turn into a clinical diagnosis of depression. Yeah. Yeah. So because one of the uh, one of the studies that we were looking at did explain, right, that you can have new onset depression, but also if you are already susceptible to depression mm-hmm. um, or have a history of it, you like similarly, you have an increased risk of, for lack of a better word, let's say having like a flare up of it, yeah. right? Um, and then there was another study that we were looking at that showed the same thing, the same post-viral um, depression can happen in kids and adolescents too, mm-hmm. which that just is sad. Yeah. But it it also, I think, is helpful to know that you might see some of these symptoms in your kids and hopefully um, it, you know, kind of gives you a little bit of comfort knowing that it should resolve itself yeah. in time. Well, and I, from an inflammatory standpoint, I can say um, both of my kids have an autoimmune disorder and I can say the inflammation left over from COVID is very much affecting their autoimmune condition now. Yeah. So I see that. You um, see it in, in a little it, bit of a different way, yeah, but a very similar. Yeah, but, but I have similar. noticed it and I'm like, oh, I thought we had an easy time with COVID. This may be the worst part, you know, the right. after effects on all the inflammation left in your body. Right. Exactly. Knowing yeah. that they already struggle with mm-hmm. when there is inflammation in their body. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now it's prolonging it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but this, mainly what we're talking about today is just that blahness and just lack of motive, just that you feel after being sick and it's just kind of struggle to get back into things and just back to life. Um, And, you know, I always knew there was some depression associated with major diseases. I, I knew it was associated with like open heart surgery and cancer, but I kind of always thought those were more situational. And I never stopped to think that it was stemming from a physiologic response. Right. Right. Like like you have a cancer diagnosis or you've had open heart surgery. Like we are talking about life-altering illnesses yeah. that, you know, however you recover from it, it really impacts you in that Right. Time Your period. life is turned upside down. And that is depressing in and of itself and right. like you know i'm sure people are ridden with anxiety like thinking about getting through all of it but, but yeah i never stopped to consider the inflammation involved in the healing process is maybe adding to that right that it is literally like going up into your brain and affecting your mood as a result yeah yeah so it's kind of interesting and then these just small short acute illnesses could have an effect as well so i'm going to start paying more attention when we're sick. Yes. Or after we're sick. Yes. Because of it. What I like, what I really like about us doing this episode in particular is that while it doesn't have like, a, oh, here's how to fix it, you know, sunny resolution, although it is supposed to resolve itself, it's more that it's one of those topics of conversation that I think is important to have around just like normalizing it and 
or bringing awareness to it in a way that then lets people feel like, oh, that explains so much. Yeah. Um, and because I do think that the more we talk, you and me on the podcast, but also just in general, like in society, the more we talk about some of these, you know, just odd, unexpected things, the more you're, the more you feel validated. Validated. There's my your favorite word. word. I know. And, it, you know, when you said earlier, why aren't doctors telling patients this? Like, that's such a good point. Why aren't they saying, you know, this is this is normal. If it gets worse than this, tell us, you know, but you may not, you may feel a little depressed afterwards. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to dog on doctors. I mean, I know they have a lot to go over, but it is one of those things where both you and I have experiences of going and asking. Mm-hmm. Like, I something's not right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I just I was prompted to do so after I was told my lungs sounded great. <laughs> exactly. You were like, no, no, I came here for you to let tell me, me find something, something really wrong. quick. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong with me. Yeah. No, but okay. So we did find a few. There's some symptoms, obviously, that this post viral infection depression that you often see with it that do overlap with clinical depression. And, and symptoms that you're going to see with both are going to be fatigue, sleep disturbances. Um, appetite disturbance says, I wish that one got disturbed in me. It didn't. <laughs> um, decreased social interaction, lost interest in usual activities. Like for me, that's exercise. And not saying I cannot wait to go work out every day, but I do love how it makes me feel. And I am like ready to hop out of bed and like get my day started. And so um, these are seen in both clinical depression and post viral infections. Um, clinically, the core symptoms of depression are characterized by hopelessness, worthlessness, pessimism, and guilt. And you're going to be a little more extreme. So, you know, if, as I said, I feel like the, the symptoms that I first listed where there's some overlap, it's, it's kind of like a feeling of just blahness. Mm-hmm. Not really wanting to do anything, not motivated to do anything. And I, I knew it wasn't full-blown depression. I was able to recognize that. Yeah. Um, so I think if you ever think it's more or you've crossed that line to more, definitely seek professional treatment. Or if this sticks around, like don't – I sure am going back in about a month if this isn't gone. Yeah. I can't function like this. Yeah. It's no. driving me crazy. <laughs> You're like, I just want to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And going, you know, going back to first season when we talked with Dr. Andrea Hendricks, you can go and – and seek out somebody to talk to at any stage of this. But I think that what what is so important for us to really remind listeners of is that hopefully all of these symptoms will resolve themselves on their own. Mm-hmm. And yes, if you want to go talk to somebody, please go talk to somebody. But if you see them, it's not like you all of a sudden need to put like an action plan in, like, in play. Right, right. They should. Most do resolve within a matter of days or weeks. Now, that was for normal viral infections like the flu. COVID may be a little longer. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, as you, I think I mentioned earlier, my doctor said it hasn't even been three months. I thought, good gosh. Yeah. Like, is that three, what we're measuring stuff right. by? Is like, that my barometer of I have to experience this yeah. for three months for you to, yeah. you know, be worried about me? Exactly. But there are a few things that may help. You know, there's not a lot looking at what you can do, but... 
because this is inflammatory driven. Yes. You know, increasing those supplements that have anti-inflammatory properties, especially if, like, I feel like a lot of us have gotten lax. We were really good in 2020. We got all our supplements going and for most of 2021. And I feel like a lot of us has become lax, myself included. Yes. Um, So picking those back up, particularly the vitamin D. Yes. Vitamin D is not one to skimp on. In fact, that was one my children's doctor with this inflammatory aftermath um, from COVID said double that for the next few weeks, the vitamin D dose, yeah. which is already pretty high. But um, your omega-3 fatty acids. Yes. And then it never hurts to some vitamin C, some zinc, that kind of thing. Okay, let's also not forget your ashwagandha. <gasps> Hello. Ashwagandha. Remember, yes. that's the one that helps with like – the recurrent stress to just help you manage it better. So definitely if you've fallen off that bandwagon, like get back on that one. I've fallen it off. It stresses me out. I can't remember to take it because it's, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe you need to maybe, uh, mix it into some drink that you make. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then anti-inflammatory foods. You know, we, you know, just getting those berries, those leafy greens, those cruciferous vegetables. Yeah, the ones that are full of those antioxidants and other really good-for-you polyphenol compounds. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, not you, but me, you know, get that seafood in, that yeah. salmon, et cetera. Yep. Um, so there are, there are definitely – you can help yourself with your supplements and with the foods that you eat. Um, remember, too, that those, like, overly sweet – junk food, refined grains are not going to help the situation. Right. Um, or drinking lots of alcohol. Right. Or drinking lots That's of alcohol. causes inflammation. Yeah. Although your coffee and your tea habit, you know when you're sick sometimes you have this where you just don't really crave coffee? Yeah. I have that. But anyway, getting back on your coffee bandwagon once you start to feel better and you actually want it, I mean, there's tons of anti-inflammatory compounds yeah. in coffee. There are. So, and we're actually going to talk about coffee in an upcoming episode. we are. Yeah. And then just, it's so key at that, during that time period, right after an infection, to get adequate sleep. If you feel like, get your activity in, but don't go way overboard so that your body is, you know, drastically fatigued. And yeah, um, yeah, just kind of let your body continue to heal. Don't be like me and try to jump back in. Exactly. 110%. Exactly. I think that's the best message that we should don't give out. Don't be is, like me. Well, no, not don't be like <laughs> you. Yes, be like Carolyn. She has a million positive attributes. It's don't try to jump back in and then be disappointed in yourself if you don't have the same, like, zest and energy yeah. and positiveness. Like, cut yourself some slack. That is where I've been for, like, two, two and a half weeks yeah. now. Yeah. Give yourself a little grace. Yeah. Yeah. And and if anybody comes and asks you to double double time because you were sick, I've had that happen to me before. Mm, are you serious? Yeah, that's when you just run the other direction. Yeah. 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 So agree. Okay, well I feel much better. Good. I do too, actually. And I feel like we really hopefully helped a lot of people. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just it blows my mind that we didn't know that viral infections, everyday viral infections could cause this. So Hopefully this helps our listeners. Yes. So thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. 
If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.